it takes time for fruit to grow. And that's a video that's one minute, 50 seconds, I think. And if Nat hadn't been reading, if you're just sitting looking at it, it's actually quite boring. And you can get distracted partway through. And I think that sometimes when we think about fruit, when we think about fruit and fruit in a spiritual sense, when we're thinking about our lives producing things in God, we've got to realize that that takes time and we mustn't get disappointed about it. So what the scripture is basically saying is, Jesus is the trunk of my tree. That's what it is when you came in. I asked one of the youngsters and he said, is it a hand? And I looked at him and thought, he's right, it does look like a hand. So I'm going to have to explain. It's a tree. So if you look at my tree down there, it says that Jesus is the main bit. So he's the trunk going up. And we are the branches off. So to make fruit, the first thing we've got to do is be a part of that, isn't it? So we've got to make sure that we're actually a part of the plant of Jesus. So on your seats, you should have a bit of card and a pen. And I want you to write your names on it and either come and put it on the tree or Becky and Miles, who don't know they're doing this, will come and collect them. And they will come and put your names on the tree so that we all know we're all a part of this. We're all a part of what Jesus is doing. Yeah, just your name. Thank you, guys. You're brilliant at all getting involved, which is really nice. So to produce fruit, any gardener would know there's a process. I'm not a gardener, so I'm kind of going with what the Bible says. So if I'm wrong, tell me later. So the first thing it says is you've got to be a part of the plant. Because Jesus says we are the branches and he's the vine. So he's my trunk and we're all a part of that. Now, it isn't really about putting your name on a bit of card and sticking it on a newspaper tree on the floor, is it? That's nice today, but that just symbolizes what we've done. So to make sure we're a part of what Jesus is doing, we actually have had to ask Jesus to come and live in our hearts and ask him to forgive us for the things we've done wrong and just let him be a part of everyday life. So if we've done that, then we're actually a part of what God's doing and we're a part of the tree, a part of the vine, and we are a part of the branches. So... That's number one. So if we want to bear fruit in God's kingdom, if we want to um, show God's love on the earth, that's the first thing we need to do. We need to make sure we're a part of the tree, the part of Jesus, and ask him to come and live in our hearts. So that's what that symbolizes there. The second thing it says here, it says that God's the father. The father is the farmer, and he's going to prune the tree. So what does that mean in real life? So if I think about my life, That's maybe about me just being honest with God and saying, what bits of it really aren't that great? What bits of my life aren't showing your love in every day? Now, we can all say that. It doesn't matter how little or big we are. We can say, Lord, what bits of me are not showing your love in my everyday life? So it could be shouting at the kids in the morning because they're so annoying. But, you know, it's not God's love, is it, to lose your temper with people? It could be anything, and it's going to be personal to us. Because some things that are okay for some people aren't okay for others. So it's that honesty with God and saying, okay, I've chosen to follow you. I've chosen to ask you to live in my heart. But now I'm saying, can you prune the bits of my life? Can you change the bits within me that aren't quite godly, that aren't really showing your love to the people around me? Okay, so that's part of the process. So we've got two bits of the process so far. And then Jesus, I'm going to put my glasses on. It's really tricky. You know when you get reading glasses, I can't see very well here. But when I put them on, I can't see you guys very well either. So it's one of those. Well, one day, yeah. I'm looking forward to it now. But you see, best of both worlds, I need to see what I'm reading, don't I? 
This bit's really nice. So, I am the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Okay. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words at home in you, you can be sure for whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. So, Jesus is saying, you've got to be at home with me and then I'll be at home with you. Now, I'm most at home when I'm at home. Does that make sense? Because that's the place, my little house, my family, my two gorgeous cats. I've got two Bengal house cats and they are so lovely. Even at four in the morning when they woke me up this morning to get into bed for cuddles. But that's where I'm most at home. That's where my barriers are down. Because when you, well, I can't speak for everyone else. When I'm out and about, I may not be quite myself. So people will say, how are you? And I go, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I may not be fine. I'm not going to tell them because I've got that barrier there. You know, um, I'll smile when I don't feel like smiling. I'll be pleasant when I don't feel like being pleasant. But at home, I'm myself. All barriers down, all holes barred. They know exactly who I am at all times. Please don't ask them for any information afterwards because they'll probably tell you and I'd rather that you didn't know. But I think that's sort of what Jesus is saying. Be at home with me and let me be at home with you. Let me be that most comfortable place where you put all your barriers down, where you let me know if you're not okay, where you let me know what's exactly going on. Because the thing is, Jesus loves us warts and all. We don't have to be perfect, thank goodness, but he loves us whatever. And he wants us to be in that place where we can just be ourselves and just let him in and take the barriers away. Because I think... Well, I know for me, I practice putting barriers up. And it's very difficult sometimes to take those barriers back down. But with him, we need to practice letting him into all areas of our lives. Let him be at home with us and us to feel at home with him. And there's three options there, three sort of stages to making sure there's fruit. So stage number one, make sure you're a part of it. Make sure you've asked Jesus into your life. Make sure you're part of the vine. Stage two, ask the Father to prune to take the little things out that aren't good, that we know aren't good and we need to change. Stage three, taking down the barriers with Jesus and just letting him, you know, be everything to us and not being afraid of that. Because I think sometimes in our interactions with other people, fear can lead it and we do really want to protect ourselves. But we don't need to do that with Jesus because his aim for us is always the best. But it's learning to remove that and allowing him that access which is tricky. So we really need to work on that as well. And then Jesus says, we're going to see fruit. It isn't fruit like the strawberry that mushed up and died at the end. It's fruit that lasts forever. We've got another little clip I'd like to see, the basil clip. It's a little bit more interesting, actually, so I'm going to be quiet. Okay. Well, I have bought a basil plant. I'm hoping afterwards some of the youngsters or anyone will try that. And we'll sort, I've got some cups and we'll put it in some water and take it home and see what happens. Okay? So if I just picked a bit of basil off straight away and then I just put it in the soil, what do you think is going to happen? It's just going to die, isn't it? Because on the little clip we just saw, they took two to three weeks to put it in water, change the water, and the root system on it was really, really good before they decided to put it in the soil. That's because roots are super-duper-duper important in any plant, which is why I have beautiful roots on my tree that you can enjoy later. But also, the, the last thing that Jesus said in this scripture is, 
Remember the root command, love one another. So all the things I've said, I think they all fell into insignificance if we don't manage to love one another. That is the root of the tree. So we've got love, Jesus, us, and then the fruit. And it all works together. But if that root isn't strong, then the plant's just going to die and we're not going to see any fruit. Okay, it's really, really important. And Jesus, in his own typical way, doesn't just say, you know, oh, love one another. It's like, yeah, the best kind of love is to give your life for your friends. <laughs> you know, like, oh. And when Jesus says friends, he's not actually just talking about the people you get on well with, is he? He's talking about everybody. So, again, when I looked at this, I was like, oh, Lord, because I'm not a people person. I'm really not. I mean, I can talk to people. I can do you, you know, chatting. And actually, because we own a cafe in charge, I deal with people all day, every day. Um, Six days a week we're working and doing really good customer service, I hope. But obviously learning a lot about people interacting all the time. And then on Sunday we're in church and then we're interacting and learning about people. So we're doing it all the time. And I actually get peopled out. So I've had enough. So in the evenings, I quite often get, oh, we're going for a curry. Would you like to come? And I never go. And I'm not being rude. I literally cannot cope with people anymore. And I just need to sit at home where I'm most comfortable. These guys don't count. They are at home. But I don't count them as people because they're not. (laughs) I know. But they don't stress me out in the same way. (laughs) But you see what I mean? And so for me, I just have to take a step back and go, sorry, I can't do it anymore. I just need time to reset and refocus. And then the next day can be nice to people again, most days. But to marry that with what Jesus is saying, that actually the root command is love, love one another. And without that in my heart, the rest is useless. I had to say, Lord, what exactly do you mean for me? And I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, well, if you saw someone in trouble, what would you do? And the first thing I do, no matter who it is, whether it's someone I know well, whether it's an acquaintance, whether it's someone I just saw in the street, is think, what can I do to help? So even though I'm not wanting to be surrounded by people 24 hours a day, if someone's in trouble, it wouldn't matter what time of the way, my first reaction would be, what can I do to help? I think that's that's what Jesus is demanding of us, just to have that attitude that wherever we are, that we're just in that place where we're like, what can I do? And then we're really in a place to show God's love. And I think in that way, we are loving one another. No matter if you want to be with someone 24 hours a day or not, if they were in trouble or they needed you, would you be there? Are you in a position to say, Lord, what can I do to help? And I think that's the love that Jesus is talking about, which made me feel slightly better because I can still be people down and still obey the scriptures, which is good. But it's super important. So all the things we need to do to make sure we're bearing fruit. We need to make sure that we're loving one another. And even though Jesus put that at the end, it's the root, so it underpins all of it. So we're loving one another with his kind of love, which is a sacrificial love, which is a love that doesn't put the barriers up, which doesn't mean we only love the people that we like, that it's all people that he's talking about. And then we need to make sure that we're still a part of that plant, that we've made Jesus a part of our lives that we're asking the Father to prune us, to deal with the situations and things that we do that aren't very godly, and then bringing down those barriers just to let Jesus into our hearts. And then Jesus says, you didn't choose me, remember? 
which is really important, and that's true for all of us sitting here. You didn't choose him. Remember, he chose you, each one of you. And I think sometimes we can feel a little bit insignificant, can't we? Like, it's only me, and I'm only here, and I'm only sitting here, and I don't really do anything. But that's what Jesus is saying. You didn't choose me. You're not here accidentally. Remember, I chose you. And I put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. And as fruit bearers, all of you, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. So I think that just shows you how important you all are, that you are all chosen, that you're not here accidentally, that you're all bearing fruit. And I think that's where we come back to the strawberry at the beginning, that sometimes we don't see it. And I know you guys do quite a lot in your community and you might not see the fruit, but it's happening. And it's fruit that won't spoil and never be discouraged because it's happening. Because Jesus said it would. And it's a definite here. It's not an if, but maybe. You're doing all this stuff. You are bearing fruit. And you may not see it this year. You may not see it next year. You may not in your lifetime see it, but it is being, it's happening. And it's beautiful fruit and it's fruit that won't spoil. And yeah, it is happening. So you just need to know, never, never be discouraged and know that it is happening because you're doing all these other bits.